No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free. Hello, Faith Family, and welcome to another edition of Totally Free. It's the radio broadcast ministry of Free to Worship Ministries, now in Midway, Florida, where Pastor Ken Colvin is our senior pastor. Since the fall of man, the enemy has tried to be contaminated. He has been trying to contaminate, I'm sorry, that view. He's tried to distort it in the eyes of the married people, distort it in the eyes of the world, and change it into something God never intended. Amen. Okay? So let's look at what God intended. You're going to say, that doesn't say marriage in it. <laughs> and it's okay, because this is what God intended. We're going to go to Genesis 1 and 27 first. And then we're going to jump over to Mark the 10th chapter. And most of the text will be coming from Mark the 10th chapter. Yeah. Amen. We thank God for the word that went forth on Sunday where we're talking about the rules of faith. Amen. Amen. And I think that this flows in so well together because we have to remember our rules of engagement. Amen. When you get ready to enter into a marriage relationship, a marriage covenant, that's why you'll hear most pastors say it's not to be entered into lightly. You have to understand exactly what is required of you, the weight that comes with that, and what it means. Uh -huh. Okay? Uh -huh. Our marriages are not just for us. Contrary to popular belief. Okay? People feel like, I married you because I love you and that's something that I wanted to do. Because that's what the world says. But God says, no, no, no. Not only did you marry them because you love them and you were yoked with them, but you're also saying that I'm going to exemplify you in this union. Amen. Okay? That is the purpose. Amen. But I don't want to jump too far ahead. Let's read Genesis 1 and 27. And I have this um, CSV Bible, but I do want to read it in King James. Do we have a King James reader? Okay, go ahead, Jim. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Okay. Right? Didn't say marriage, did it? <laughs> but it said that they were created in his image. Male and female created he them. Okay, and just go down a little bit more for me, Jill. Stop at uh, 20 and go ahead and read 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Okay, so he, he told them, I created you and I blessed you, both of you, together, male and female. Now I need you to go out and rule over this land, I need you to populate it, make more of you, and subdue it, okay? Make it fruitful. Not just babies, but also the fruit producing, I, I want to uh, make sure I say it right, not just babies from your womb, but others that are just like you, that understand what I created you for, Amen. okay? Amen. The fruitfulness. Amen. Replicating healthy, Nourish spiritual beings just like I created you. Okay? Well, after you produce them, cultivate them. Amen. Okay? So that's the important. Okay, let's go to Mark 10. Keep that in your head. 
keep that in your head because now we're going to go and you see that that was old testament and people say well he's done with the old testament and jesus reminds you in mark 10 no we're not done with it <laughs> okay from the beginning it was this so whatever you're talking about i don't understand it because this is what god intended all right so mark the 10th chapter starting at verse 1 and we're going to go all the way to 10. i know it's a lot but it's really nice okay <laughs> one to ten Let, um, uh, pastor walker can you go ahead and read that for me again and he arose from thence and cometh into the coast of Judea by the farther side of Jordan. And the people resort unto him again, and as he was wont, he taught them again. And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to be put away to put away his wife? Okay, pause right there. What's happening is Jesus was traveling, okay, because we know King James is a little different. I need everybody on the same level. The, Jesus was traveling into the coast of Judea. And when he got there, it says that he, the people were pulling on him. That's what that means. And because that is his custom, that's what he was sent here to do. He began to teach. That's what that, that first verse was talking about. Because he was want, the word W-A-N-T, meaning of, of a custom. That's what he was accustomed to doing. So he was like, let, let me let you know what's happening, okay? And some of the uh, Pharisees were there too, and they had this little plan in their heart, and they want to ask him about a man divorcing his wife. Go ahead and read. What does Jesus say? So, and he answered and said unto them, what did Moses command you? And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and to put her away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, for the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. Pause. You see that? Mm -hmm. That's how you know that scripture, that particular text was talking about marriage. God said, I don't understand any of this other stuff. I just understand male and female as I created it. I'm not going to try to comprehend what you try to put in male and male, female and female marry making an establishment I, I my mind doesn't go there because i created this establishment and it was for male and female and when you joined it to it you joined to say until death so a bill of divorcement i, I don't i don't get it it's till death right i don't understand that all right keep going verse seven for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And in the house his disciples asked him again of the same matter. So even after he explained it, the disciples are like, wait, what you mean? So I can't get rid of my wife? What you talking about? What if she's not pleasing to me anymore. I can't just go get another one. <laughs> what what if she, what if she forgot to cook my food or she really can't cook it well? <laughs> I can't I can't go and get another one, or I can't have her and then another one on the side. Is, is that what you're saying, Jesus? So we had to teach them a little bit more. Read read eleven. Okay. And he saith unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committeth adultery against her. One more. Okay. 
And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committed adultery. Okay. So I need you to see this picture, all right? This is definitely not to condemn anyone in the house who has been divorced. I don't know your situation, okay? And the word of God has a clause in there for the severing of a marriage relationship. What severs it and what is lawful of divorcement, okay? It is in there, okay? But in this text right here, he's saying, listen, Put her away if you want to. All right? I'm going to put them in layman's terms. Put her away if you want. And you and the person you've been urging and yearning to get will be committing adultery. Amen. Even with your little bill of divorcement. <laughs> because just because she didn't get that rice right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because she didn't get that rice right. That means you're going to have to suffer a little bit longer with that rice until it gets right. Okay? <laughs> just because she's a little juicy. Okay? And when you met her, she was a size three. You're going to have to suffer a little bit longer. Okay? Bear with it. It's not for you to go get a little thin one on the side. Stay with the steak you got. Not the little pork chop on the side. Okay? <laughs> so, in looking at all of this, I said, God, what are you trying to say? And I'm telling you guys, I have been bombarded since the beginning of the month when this was put in my spirit about teaching on this, had frustration, frustration, aggravation, hurt, pain, devastation, all of these things throughout. I was like, God, because I wanted to tell my husband, I don't want to teach, okay? I don't want to teach today. I'm too burdened, too, just heavy, but God, it, that's how the call is, and that's what we must understand. When it, the enemy wants to distract us and set up off course so that the people of God cannot truly get what God is saying. Amen. 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 So when I ask them, okay, what, what should I be saying? Explain to them what a marriage relationship is. We just heard that. Okay? And a, a little elaboration. It is an intimate and complementing union between a man and a woman in which the two become one physically, spiritually also in the whole of life. That's what the marriage relationship is, okay? Amen. And what else it says in here is, this is um, my words breaking it down a little bit more. A connection by blood or marriage with the purpose of marriage being to reflect the relationship of the Godhead to the church which is the body of believers. So your marriage or your response to your partner mm -hmm. should be that of how God responds to the church and how the church responds to God. Amen. Okay? Amen. Shut up. So stupid. I don't even like to hear your mouth. <laughs> is God saying that? Is that how God talks to us? So why is your mouth fixed that way? Mm -hmm. <laughs> sick of you. I don't have to listen to you. I don't even want to. So that's how we're supposed to talk to God? I'm sick of you, God? I don't have to listen to you, God? And it is just that literal. I don't care what anybody tells you. Your marriage should look like the kingdom. Amen. Your marriage should look like how God responds to the church. You should be responding to your husband the way we respond to God, and your husband should be responding to you the way God responds to you. Amen. 
Go with me to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and we're going to start at verse 20. And, um, oh, you got, you're, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say Assistant Pastor Jill because she was stroking with it. But no, oh, okay. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Either one of you, it doesn't matter. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Okay, pause it for just a second. The reason why I had her to start on that other verse, because I read it in the um, Passion Translation, and I love the way it read. We have to understand what it says. Go back and read uh, 20 again, 20 and 21. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Okay, because a lot of times people always want to say, submit to me. I'm going to say the man. Especially a man that has come up in a false teaching. Okay? And he feels like submission means shut up and do what I tell you to do. But that's not what that's not what God is talking about here. And that's why he said in 21, submitting yourselves one to another. Right. Yielding one to another. So you don't get it twisted. This is a team, this is a team here. That's why I pulled her out of your side so she can stand beside you. Amen. And you can look like the kingdom working together. Amen. Nobody's dominating anybody. Amen? Amen. We're submitting ourselves one to another. But there is a Godhead. There is a headship. There is a chain of command. The husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. You see how he does that? Because he needs you to keep your mind on that. You have to look exactly how the kingdom looks when you're in this marriage. And if you cannot do that... You just messed up. Because you're already locked in. But people want to fly that little piece of paper. I'm out of this piece. Divorce. Right? <laughs> okay, so we just we just heard that, right? We just heard that. Right? I'm sorry guys, I have to do that. We just heard <laughs> We just heard what the scripture said in that, right? And also loving one another. Amen. Did you did you hear that in verse 20? Loving one another. Not just when we're here in front of everybody, mm-hmm. but behind closed doors, loving one another. Mm-hmm. It is a display. I'm listening to you. You're listening to me. We're communicating, and that's how everything flows. Amen. Right? What would it look like if Pastor Ken came in here and ran this church and never yields himself to God, mm-hmm. never consulted God, mm-hmm. but he was doing everything he wanted to do. He never talked to God. And what if God came in and he's talking and we're not listening? Because that happens a lot. That's why I put a what if, but it's cool, right? (laughs) He's talking, but we're not listening. So the world sees distortion and that's why they don't come in the house. Mm -hmm. And they look at you with your Christian marriage and sees distortion, and that's why they can't get in alignment with marriage God's way. God's way. 
Amen. Okay, let's keep going. Going to 23. Okay. For the husband is the head of the wife. I'm sorry. We skipped something. Mm -mm. Oh, 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Okay, y'all hear that? And I thought that was very important. I, I, I know those little passages. And we were in a church, female-ran church, and the pastor read every part of it except that verse. Wow. I said, well, did, did we not skip a hole? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, right? What's happening? Why submitting yourselves to your own husband? How is it that you can go to work and submit to your boss? You can go into the store in the public places and submit to the security guards, police officers, the ones that are running the store behind the counter, getting in line. But when you go home, oh, I have to listen to you. I don't want to hear you. Everybody else gets reverence except your husband. Marriage 101. Because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. I didn't make it up. The word actually says it. Okay? Remember that. If you can't submit yourself, don't expect the blessings of God. And I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about your ability to comprehend the word, read and understand what you're looking at. If you're not following the precepts, you shut up heaven to your prayers because you and your husband are not in alignment. Mm -hmm. Submitting yourselves one to another. And again, men, don't get crazy with that submission. <laughs> right? Because it doesn't mean dominate. It just means lead me effectively. Amen. Just as God leads you effectively and you follow him without question. I can follow you without question because you lead me in love and care. Amen. 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 All right, keep reading. Okay. I think it's 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Therefore, as the church is said. No, no, no. Husbands. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, mm -hmm. and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he may, might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. Okay. Now you see how God just clean, smooth, gave that husband all in verses. Mm -hmm. That's what comes with your headship. Okay? Mm -hmm. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. I love to say it like this, in so much that he gave himself for it. Are you dying to your own will? Are you dying to your own desires? Is everything always your way? You can't die a little bit? I love it when Paul says, I die daily. That wasn't just for sin purposes. That's also to remind us, remind the husbands, die daily. Die a little bit more, okay? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Just a little bit more. 
It's not all about you. Man. It's not. I mean, when people see the way you treat me or even feel, because you can pretend, but if there are true followers or even individuals, I'm telling because people in the world are very, they're very savvy. You understand me? The enemy works with that mind. They can perceive things. Even though you put on your mask, if there is air, the enemy can, and people will notice it. Without you saying, you can be hugged all up on your wife, but they'll pick it up. They will pick it up. And God also exposes, that's another verse we're gonna get to, but not just yet. I need you to see that. So he was saying, Love your wife enough to die to your way of doing things. What did Christ say? If it's thy will, let this cup pass from me. Then he shook himself. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And he died on the cross. And thereby won all of us that sitting here today. By dying. Not by bullying the Pharisees. Right? Not by bullying the Pharisees. That's not how the church was started. And people would say, when he went in the temple and he turned over the tables, stop using that passage to justify you being an angry, malicious person. That is not what that's for. They were in his father's temple selling things. It's like, wait, 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 what? Get up out of here. What you talking about? And he still did not go through cussing people out with them being out of order in his father's house. Okay? Amen. That's what he needs you to see, men. That's what he needs you to see, women. That's what he's looking for. And he says, why? Why must we fully understand the purpose of marriage? I've said that already. Okay, what does it mean to value? Because remember, we talked about understanding what it means. This is what marriage means. Understand, this is the way God wanted it to be. But what does it mean to value a thing? What does it mean to value it? Take care of it. Take care of it? Cherish. Honor. Appreciate, honor. Amen. All right. Yeah, this is Bible study, so it's cool. I know I get a little excited, so you don't know when to cut in, but that's what we're doing, right? I want response. Here's what the dictionary gave us. The regard that something is held to deserve the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. Okay? The regard that something is held to to deserve. You are deserving of honor. My mind is set on honoring you. As I honor you, I honor my father. As I cleave to you, like it said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. Whatever moves you make, you take me on the journey. And I'm making the same moves. Mm-hmm. Will you co- join me to a harlot? Because when you commit adultery, you don't just commit adultery. I commit it too. Because the two are one. 
When you step out of the ordinance of God, I too am out of the ordinance of God. Why? Because the two are one. And then not only that, you give me what you want me to incubate. You tell me that's what you want me to focus on. Whatever you put before me, whatever you allow me to experience, you're saying now grow it. So husbands, what are you telling your wife to grow? That's what he said. That's how he made us. We're made to take and receive seed and expand it and produce fruit, children. That's so in the spirit too. Whatever your mouth speaks, death and life, whatever it speaks, that's what you want me to expand. Mm -hmm. Curse me out, tell me I'm no good. Guess what, whatever was done to me as a youth, you just expanded that in me. So I, now I really don't know what to do myself. With myself, I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. Skipping words. But I really don't know what to do with myself. Why? Because you've given me what you wanted me to expand. So imagine if you talk to your wife every day. Hey, how you doing? Beautiful? That was a great job you did on this. Imagine if you talk to your husband every day. Hey, baby, is there anything I can do for you to help you? What can I do to make things smoother for you? You need me to make some phone calls, handle some paperwork? Imagine if that was a daily thing, right? It shows how much you value, how important they are to you, the worth. You can tell somebody you love them all day, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love you. I love you. Yeah. It's not going to hold. I love you. By the neck. <laughs> These are, your mouth is saying I love you but your actions are choking the life out of them mm -hmm. but you want them to incubate love but you've given me an action of hate mm -hmm. and destruction and you're saying birthday God doesn't care what our mouths say God I love you I honor you leave from out of here I don't really care about that bull blah, blah, blah. man give me that blunt let me hit that. Ain't nobody got no weed, no coat, no powder. Mm. Right? All right amen. But you stand before him in love and submission. You go home in love and submission. But you leave out in treacherous territory. Mm -hmm. And what does the Bible say about that? You're devaluing your relationship. Not only did you devalue it, go with me to Matthew 19. I, I was supposed to have 30 minutes. Did anybody see when I started? <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Matthew 19. Okay? Go to Matthew 19. <laughs> but with the guilty, the guilty pig will squeal. <laughs> And in here, I want you to write it down, but I want you to read it on your own time. My focus on that, I believe, is nine. Verse, verse nine. 
Um, yeah, but read before that, because y'all know I don't just like to jump into it. That's why I put the whole text. Let's do um, verse 7, all the way down to uh, verse 10. Verse 7. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. For from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. Okay. Mm. You want that last little bit? Yeah, get that, get that last one. And, and whoso marrieth her, which is put away, doth commit adultery. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so remember I told you he was going to come back to it again, right? You see how he confirmed? Again, mm -hmm. he, Moses did that because of your heart, your little nasty, hard hearts that was ready to get rid of somebody because you saw the newer, hotter model and you wanted to get rid of the jalopy. Okay, we're just going to keep it real plain, okay? But he says, I tell you, whoever divorces, I'm on verse 9, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality, meaning if your wife did not step out on you and go with another man and lay with that man, you are out of order. If your husband did not step out on you and lay with another woman, you are out of order. But this is why I tell you that this is the only way you can get out of that. Okay? Except for sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. Got a lot of adulterers and they don't know it. Okay, again, I'm not I'm not condemning anybody because I don't know anybody's situation. It says that, but I also believe if somebody's head is getting cracked open, God doesn't want you to stick with it with that either, right? Let's be real, okay? Because you got a lot of believers saying, oh, the Bible said don't divorce. Okay, but this woman made a grave mistake and chose a man that was slap slam crazy, okay? And he says that he's gonna kill her. Do we encourage her to stay there? No. No more chains are binding me and totally free. We hope you enjoyed today's message and invite you to fellowship with us at our new location. That's 32319 Blue Star Memorial Highway in Midway, Florida, 32343 where God wants to meet you midway. Until next time, faith family, be blessed. And remember, in Christ, you are totally free. No more chains are binding me. I'm totally free.